John Carney. John, come on. Get on with this thing. Sleep day. Thursday, February 29th, which you won't hear me say again until, is it four years, Max, that they do it? It's every four years, John Carney, and that means every election year is a leap year. I never thought about that. Well, that's why I'm here. And neither one of the candidates can leap, which is ironic. Uh, all right, stuff to do. Sure, Brendan Weesey's going to cover sports for us. Marshall Brain with some probing questions, and one of which I believe came from Julie out of nowhere in a conversation we were having a few days ago. Do you remember this, Max, when she said, do you think birds can smell? And I had to, first I, I balked, and I was thinking, what an awful and ridiculous question from Julie Buck. But then I thought, I don't know the answer. So I thought, uh, I'll put it on the docket for uh, for Marshall. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what's happening here in the background. Yeah, I didn't even, that was, I didn't think it was anything we were talking, just out of nowhere. Can birds smell? I'm like, I don't know. They're delicious if you cook them right. Uh, Mark Masson, the president of the Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association. There's shows in town. They've set up St. Charles Convention Center. We've been giving tickets away. And there is more to come. But before we go any farther, where are my manners? Hello, Julie Buck. Well, hello, Mr. Carney. How are you? I'm terrific. Are you? No. Glad to hear it. Good enough. Though. No, but you know what? If you have the right attitude, the sun is shining, things are happening, as a wise woman once said. Which woman? I can't get into that. Oh, I'm see. not at liberty to say. You've been all right? Yeah, I've been good. Good. Good, good. Max, are you okay? Just check it in. Yeah, of course. I mean, I appreciate the check-in every day. In case I wasn't doing all right, I know that Carney will always ask me. But here's the question. I'll Would you divulge floor. that if you were not doing okay? If Carney had the day off and it was you and me, then yes. Okay. But not to We not would to have John. a full therapy sesh. Okay. If I wasn't yeah. having a good day, I'd do a diatribe that was probably an hour and a half long. Really. Well, we're here till three. Yeah. And we have friends. We have friends. John Hewlett's here, and tonight at the Sheldon, he does he lay it all out? Is there parameters, Johnny, that you gave Ron Stevens? That's talking to the front the of microphone the mic. Don't be shy. I don't shy. know if you've ever used one don't of those be before. I was told I was not on until 1220. So yeah, I but you're here. Why not utilize you? I tried <laughs> okay. to tell them that, and then they're like, no, bring him in now. So. <laughs> I'm teasing, of course. Uh, are there parameters? Other than, no, other than he said, uh, whatever question I ask you, you you're gonna you have to answer honestly, and you promise me you'll answer every question I ask you. And I said, yeah, got nothing to hide. I know Ron Stevens has a long association with Casey being on the air there. I believe program director at one point at one time with Joy also. Yeah. When did your paths first cross? Did he hire you? Yeah, he hired me. Yeah, I was I was working in Jeff City. At an AM-FM combination station there. Give it, give it to us. What did it sound like back then? John Daniels. Young John Daniels on the radio. <laughs> oh, no. Here's, yeah, here's uh, England Dan and John Ford Coley. <laughs> yeah. And I went to Eldon. I love and, it. And they made me go by Eldon John. It was a very... <laughs> that's not funny. It's hilarious. It, was it is very so on brand. Dark period. Really? Uh-huh. Eldon John. 
<laughs> could have been worse, Dan. Yeah, it could have yeah, been worse. I mean, been... John, you look. Yeah. Everyone at Real Rock that has come and gone, you're the one who knows where all the bodies are. I'm the are. one, yes. Where all the bodies are. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping Ron doesn't do his homework. And he won't ask any questions that might be probing yeah. and embarrassing. Oh, I've got him. Oh, you got him. Yeah. No, well, you, you can don't. do a little preview. Huh? So, oh, okay, this is a little preview. When I think of Casey, first it's you, and then the second thing that comes, the second person that comes to mind for me was Ruth Hutchison. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not sure these guys know who Ruth is. Max is from out of town, and Julie's a spring chicken. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But she did uh, a show on Casey, and she was what ninety. Well, she was in her she was in her eighties, early eighties. Yeah. yeah, doesn't seem and that she, old anymore. I, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Promos from I think nineteen eighty three, maybe, and it has well, it starts with Ruth. Does it? Yeah. Here Can we go. Cue that up yeah. real quick. Here we go. Hello, St. Louis. This is Ruth for Casey ninety five Real Rock Radio. Turn it up. KC95, St. Louis's first rock station. Now, in our 16th year of real rock radio for all of St. Louis, turn it up. The rock rolls on 24 hours a day in stereo. Thank you, St. Louis. K-S-H-E, St. Louis's best rock. KC95. And what was his name with the great hair? Bob, with the what? Bob Birch. Yeah, Bob Birch. Right. With that voice, that voice was, that's the voice that, that I remember in the early days of Casey that I thought was cool and interesting and his, his delivery. And you talk to him in real life, he doesn't sound really much like that, but right. he was able to push his voice out there and, and give that Casey 95, you know, that raspy voice that, that, you, that you needed back then when you did our promos. We still have a guy <laughs> like, we still have a guy like that that does that. Most radio stations do. Ed Gold or no? Huh? It, or Ed Brown? Ed Brown? Oh, Ed Brown. Yeah, oh, wow. Ed Brown did our stuff for a long time too. Ed Brown was a fantastic production director, probably the best in the in the in the St. Louis area. Yeah, the pipes. When I think of you, John Ulett, I think Cardinals first. I think um, begging you or having my ask you. I begged my dad. He asked you if you could get us tickets to the celebrity softball game when it was like Young and the Restless versus Days of Our Lives in case she was hosting it. Yeah. And I was like 12 and, you know, I just really wanted to go. And you got tickets for us and I couldn't believe it. And my mom drove us out to God knows where. I don't know where it was, but it was it was something. It was a big deal. Yeah. Was it 94? Was it the the year of the strike, the player strike? I put together a a baseball, a a softball, charity softball game. Could have been. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, all the Cardinals players who were still living in St. Louis during the strike, they went, and and players from other teams that lived in St. Louis uh, also were a part of it, and blues players and everybody. Yeah, that was a fun that was a fun thing. I used to do those things all the time. I had a big bowling tournament one time with all kinds of athletes and stuff, but it had to be so much work. I, a, I couldn't yeah, do it by myself anymore, you yeah. know, so I quit. And the Flying Cavallini brothers, didn't you That's used to right. have them on? Yes, all yeah. my, we were All my friends and I in middle school were obsessed with them, so we would set our alarms <laughs> early on Casey so that we could hear you talk to uh, Gino, and I can't even think of the other Paul. name. Paul. and Gino yeah. Cavallini. Yeah, we'd call oh. them on the road and wake them up. And they'd, and they'd be like, oh. Oh, I mean, yeah. oh, and, and, and they were just naturally funny, you know. Yeah. So they were stumbling around all the time. And, and then we did a show together. You Do you still do it, the Cardinals Crew Cardinals Kids show. I still do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cardinals Kids uh, television show that, I, that the uh, Jim Veeman is our 
producer. Oh, great. You, you know Jim? I yeah, know Jim. Jim is fantastic. And so, yeah, we still shoot that thing. And he, about halfway, about five years into me doing it, he came up with this this character for me to be a Professor U Man. Eldon John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got uh, the white coat. And got the white coat yeah. and the big glasses on. P U is on my shirt. P U, Professor U uh-huh. Man. And uh, <laughs> so good. yeah, so it's fun. I just saw my dad yesterday, Rick Sanborn, and he told me who to I worked you, with. That's the thing. He told me to tell you hello because you guys worked together for a long time too. Yes, we did the morning show at K-Hits for uh, at least a year, maybe two years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, your dad, Rick, he's he's just a, he's a great dude, oh, great you. guy. Yeah, people think, because I did the morning show on K-Hits from 2000 to, um, I guess it was t- yeah, 2012. And I, then I went down the hall and I did my own shift on Casey from 10 until 2 or 10 and, and did the lunch show and all that. So people think... That I was, I left Casey for that period of time because they didn't hear me on the morning show on Casey because we had the syndicated show Bob and Tom on. So, but no, I was still part of Casey all those years. I just wasn't doing the morning show. So down the hall at K Hits with those guys with and Rick. With all the shows and like what Julie was talking about in the softball games and anybody who spends any time in this business, we're called upon to do remotes, going you know, somewhere and right. some are great and a lot of fun and there's an audience and other ones. You're in the back room of an. Oil chain shop thinking, what am I doing here? Um, so as I just mentioned remotes, any of them come to mind because they were spectacular or a nightmare? Yeah, there were a bunch of them. My goodness. Yeah. The, the, two, the, the two that come to mind quickly off the top of my head is uh, we were doing a, a, a broadcast at a McDonald's there on uh, page and 170. And we were having people come and, and, and take shots at us in the goal to win prizes. And it was a, they were using a, a plastic puck. And then our engineer, Alan Robinson, said uh, he, he liked to play hockey. Uh, I'll get in the goal, no problem. And he got in there, and some guy took a shot and hit him in, the, in, in one of his nuts and ruptured it. And so we had an emergency oh, situation. <laughs> Luckily, you were in a building full of McNuggets, so that, that should have yes, helped. Right, right. It should have been... Yeah, that should have been the next giveaway. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, and then uh, another time we we did a, a broadcast and uh, and uh, it was for front row Pink Floyd tickets. And whoever did the most outlandish thing would get these tickets. And man, these people went all out. And this one guy came in with a, a, a maple tree. It was about seven, eight foot maple tree that he bought at a nursery. He said, I'm going to eat all the leaves off that maple tree. Oh, gross. And wow, okay, that's a nice one. Yeah. And another guy came in with his buddy, and he, he said, I'm going to bong my buddy's vomit for these tickets. You know, and there were some other other crazy-ass things, too. I would so, say that's right up there, yeah. So, so what happened was the guy who came with his buddy to drink his vomit, oh. bong his vomit, he couldn't throw up. But the guy who ate the tree... Of course, got sick. He threw up. That guy bonged the vomit of the guy who ate the tree and won the tickets. Do you have like a flow chart? Oh, oh my something? gosh. That <laughs> actually made sense. It's terrifying, but it made sense. It is frightening. So the event at the Sheldon, I know the VIP meet and greet kind of thing is sold out. Are there still tickets for the event tonight? There are some left. We're, we're, we're trying to get it sold out. We got, uh, I'd say, you know, a handful that we can, we can still sell. If somebody would like to get some right now at MetroTix.com. That's MetroTix.com. And it's going to be a fun night, I think. I mean, it's it's uh, 
is easy the family, for me to say. Is the family going to this? Is, yeah, my yeah. wife, my daughters. Uh, my, my daughter who lives in Phoenix, she came in, into town with our only grandson uh, for this. Uh, well, he won't be there, but um, and my I'm mother. I'm going to bring a tree. <laughs> yeah, bring a tree, eat it on stage. Hey, if you want to, there's room. I mean, you well, know. Oh, don't, don't make don't, him sing. Don't make oh. him sing. Exactly. No, I just wanted to, eat, I wanted to eat, leave off a maple tree and throw up. I feel like you're one of the, the only, and no offense, Carney, and not to you, but sure. been around radio <laughs> for a long time. I no, didn't know what she's going to say. No, I just, I just feel like John Hewlett is probably the most stable, normal, still grounded, still married Still, you know, mm. you're still thriving. A lot of people that do early morning radio, for some reason, when I look back over the years. I'm none of those things. things people have, have struggled a lot. Oh, and I think with yeah. the sleep thing, has that ever affected you, not getting a normal night's sleep? And then to add on top of that, that you head to the ballpark at night. Yeah. Well, look at me. I mean, yeah. It, no, uh, you, that's a, I'm giving me. you, it was a compliment. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's only 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> look at him. Well, you know, I never considered myself a morning person, really, when I when I got into the business. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was working at seven to midnight at Casey, um, staying out all night, you know, sleeping until three o'clock the next morning, getting up and doing the, the evening shift. And then when it came time for me to do the morning shift, I just like, a, like that, I just switched and, and, uh, and, 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 and never looked back. And I, I just, I loved doing it. You know, I loved getting up in the morning, getting my work done and having the rest of the day, especially after I had kids, I was able to be home at one o'clock, two so o'clock nice. and, and be with my children when they came home from school, you know? With what we do, people constantly parade by, and we get to interview really big celebrities and interesting people. And when other folks ask, who was your favorite? Or, wow, it's been great to talk to so-and-so. A lot of them have been interviewed so many times. They're automatronic or mm-hmm. they're arrogant. They don't want to talk. You're wasting their time. Yeah. So name some of those on both ends of the spectrum. Well, I mean, in terms of guys who, who really were uh, appreciative and, and, you know, were kind and, and got into the interviews that we were doing with them, people, I mean, Alice Cooper comes to mind. He's, he's one of the nicest guys. You went guys. golfing with him. Yeah, I played you? golf with him twice. Yeah, here in St. Louis. Got in a car accident with him. How uh, fun. Good times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, he, he always comes to my friend. Sammy Hagar, is, you know, he's loved here in St. Louis. He uh, is, isn't he? He's Why? He's so gregarious. What, what is that connection <laughs> yeah. that he has with St. Louis? Absolutely. You, you know, it was just one of those things like him and Michael Stanley and um, Head East, but they're kind of ours anyway. Yeah, but, but Head East wasn't a nationally known um, celebrity. But uh, we, Shelley Grafman, back in those days, he, uh, you know, he he would latch on to some of these artists, and and record companies buddies were his record company buddies of his would uh, make the artist available, and and Sammy Hagar was just one of those guys that uh, that that Shelley latched on to, and then. You know, because even though he is very popular here in St. Louis and he sold a lot of records here in St. Louis and very, a lot of his solo music is well known, around the country, in a lot of places, he can't sell 10 tickets to a show You're by himself. You're kidding. No, oh. Well, I, that's, I'm, ex- I'm exaggerating. No, I know you but, are, but yeah. But you know, he, he struggles. And then, of course, he joined Van Halen. Yeah. And then that made him, you know, into the superstar that he is. But, yeah, for a lot of years, he struggled as an artist. But Casey just kept playing him, you know. We just kept playing his music and, and uh, you know, he... He's, He's always appreciative. 
Especially Casey and St. Louis. He worked it hard. Yeah. And the relationship with Dick Richmond. You know, That's right. Some yeah. Stuff about Dick him. Richmond, who was a, a writer for the Post Dispatch. Or about the other side. Of that. Too, right? Come on, let's throw somebody under the bus. <laughs> throw somebody under the bus. That's my favorite thing to do. You know, yeah. I really, I, I really don't have any anybody that I can think of, and you know, I get asked that question a lot, and and I would trust me, I would tell you. I don't believe um, it because you're not telling me. <laughs> and maybe I just you know, got to think a little harder on it, or whatever. But you know, nobody. I mean. Uh, now I really can't think of any off the top of my head who were, were just absolute jerks, you know. I, I know, I know. It's, it's disappointing. I know. I want to talk Cardinals, and I've got questions because I just have always. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, but you're if, fine. I mean, if you were talking about celebrities who were difficult uh, to interview, uh, I mean, M- Mark McGuire was not an easy guy to really talk to in, in his heyday, you know. Yeah. So there, I've seen, I saw him not be nice to people at times. Is that what you're looking for, Johnny? Yeah, that's what he wants. <laughs> it's oops. Yeah, it's a, it's a bone. I'll take okay. it. Okay. It's a bone. It's a bone. So what was your baseball question? My baseball question is, you have never, and I'll never, screwed up a name when as they're coming up to the plate. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. No, I have never. And I'll, I've been to a lot of games in my life and passed you in the hallway and uh, up at the booth or whatever, and I have listened to you for so many years. I don't think I've ever heard you screwed up. The most difficult name, and do you ever rehearse when a new player is coming to town or yeah. coming through town? Oh yeah, I do. I do. Some, some, you know, I'll practice a little bit, try to get it right. And, and you know, what happens is I'll hear it uh, the way it's supposed to be said, and then I'll start saying it, and then I'll hear an another announcer start saying it a different way, and then my brain will kind of get scrambled, and I'll go, "Wait a minute, am I saying it right, or is he saying it right?" Oh. So you know, but the really one of the things that I struggle with the most is keeping the the first name correct with Smith or with Martinez or with Jones. You know, it's the common names, Bill Jones, John Jones, Ted Jones. How many, how many Joneses have come through, you know? Right. Sometimes that can be the more difficult thing for me. But I did blow a name one time, and we were doing a, um, we were doing a uh, in-between inning promotion. Well, we still do it, where uh, the, the characters run around the outside of the, the field in a race. Right. And uh, with a, one of the characters' name is uh, Cornelius, and he's a, dressed as a corn on the cob. He's one of the runners. And I accidentally, in haste, trying to describe the race as it was going, accidentally called him Cornholio. So <laughs> well, That's not that bad. I feel like that's okay. <laughs> he probably wasn't offended. No. John Ulitz with us, and uh, a meet and greet chat with Johnny tonight at the Sheldon. Still some tickets available and uh, we'll take a break. We'll throw more stuff at you coming up in a couple. It's 1226. Hello, St. Louis. This is Ruth for KC95, Real Rock Radio. Turn it up. KC95, St. Going Louis back to Ruth Hutchison again. John Ulitz in the house. Why not? I had listened to her do, like, was it a classic show on Sunday night or something? Yeah, Wednesdays. Wednesday and, evenings, yeah. And I didn't know. I'd never seen her. I didn't know who she was. But I went over to Nancy Poole's house, who was the, I guess, general manager at the time. And I was going to beg her for a job or meet her for lunch or something. Mm-hmm. And I knock on the door and Ruth answers the door. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, my God, you're Ruth Hodgson. I didn't realize that was Nancy's mom. It was her mom, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And being the Richard Hatch over there at Casey and the last man standing and all that, how many, have you ever sat down and... Counted co-hosts. This is my 
well, I'm working with AD now, uh, and I'm only I only go in twice a week on the morning show now, and I'm not, I'm not in every day. I've semi-retired, but um, he would he was my 14th co co-host. 14. Yeah. Wow. I know yeah. one that lasted. If you blinked, you you missed him. Bird. Yeah. Was a guy who came here. And, yeah, Bird was talented. But yeah. wasn't he the one that when Bob Richards yep. crashed oh, the plane, yeah. Bird called? Channel 5 and asked for him and had sound effects of planes diving. No, no he didn't have the sound effects of planes that, that I remember because I was in there that morning. Um, no, we were starting to get word of what happened. And so he called and the news director answered the phone and he said, uh, Hey, this bird of the Cation Morning Rock show. Uh, is uh, Bob Richards there? And the guy said, uh, No, he's not here right now. And Bird said, uh, Well, I'll give you a heads up. He's probably not going to make it in today. And this was on the air. It was on the air. Yeah. Yeah. He was gone. And then he was gone. Probably. Did they fire him or did they suspend him or did they laugh? What what happened? Who, the management? All of the above? No, he disappeared. (laughs) No, it was, no, 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 management, no, they, they, you know, you know, I mean, they they tell you to push the envelope, you know, and that's what what we were supposed to do. Every morning we got in there, that was, that was the goal, push the envelope. And, and, um, that was acceptable. It was accepted. Really? Yeah. What about... That's not the... why he, he he was dismissed. Really? No. Is Bob and Tom murder? came in. Bob and Tom came in. Bob and Tom, the syndicated yes. show out of Indianapolis. Uh-huh. Um, Emmis was based in Indianapolis, right. so they knew Bob and Tom's show very well and how successful it was there. And uh, Bob and Tom started syndicating themselves, and they thought, well, okay, she needs a morning show because we were kind of in a lurch there for a little bit. And they plugged him in and pulled the bird out, and that was it for... for 14 years or something. Bob yeah. and Tom were on Casey that long. It's the longest running morning show Casey ever had. And that's really one of the first morning shows to go syndicated, right, in our market? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I think Stern. DC did it to But they were extent. from here. Yeah, they were from here, yeah. Uh, well, Stern, I think, was on the point for a while. But yeah. I don't know if he was first or if Bob and Tom were first. Bob and Tom, I mean, it, they did it ingeniously. I mean, they they... Built their network out of in, in small markets and medium markets, and then went into the bigger markets. And if they failed in the big market, so what? They had that base of income, steady income, coming from all those other stations in smaller markets. And when they got when they when they failed in L.A., no big deal, you know. Can we go back to the envelope for a minute? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. When you were pushing that, let's talk about an EAS test that got you mm-hmm. in a little trouble. Yeah. Tell us what happened. Uh, well, I mean. I was, it was, this was uh, 1991, so the, uh, the war in, so what well, was, was the war in Iraq? Iraq or, yeah, not Iraq. But Afghanistan. The, Afghanistan. Kuwait, Kuwait. The Kuwait. Kuwait war. And we were taking phone calls and people were calling up and said, no, I don't, I don't want I don't want to offend anybody here when I say this, but, you know, saying things like, you know, we had to bomb those towel. Yeah. Them, whatever. Okay, some racist and, 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 then, and then other racist things, too. Wow. Well, I'm half Lebanese. I'm half Arab, you know, uh, half Italian, too. And so I'm like... It's three halves. <laughs> That's not possible. What? No, no, it is. It is. It is. And so, you know, I'm like, what? What the... Come on, man. This is, That's not America. That's not how we act, how we behave. And they were talking about how we should nuke them. Our callers were, you know. There's a lot of anger, you know. Yeah. We've been in a war since the Vietnam War, you know. Right. So you had almost a generation of people who didn't know what it was like for your country to be at war, and and so so 
tensions were high. So anyway, I'm, I'm that night at home. I'm, am I going too long here? No. no. That night I'm at home, and I'm watching Channel 9, and they got this fantastic series on, on the 60s, and these fantastic uh, audio drops of... In, in this case, an old 50s announcer going, warning, warning, the United States is under a nuclear attack. And, and then other, you know, other cool things from that time period. I thought it'd be good to put this to get, record this and put some of these audio pieces together and, and do something with them. So in the studio, before the show, I was preparing for the show, and I thought, well, I'll put that in and put a fake explosion in and Don Pardo's voice in there. You know, Don Pardo was a famous yeah, announcer sure. back then, and you wouldn't take his voice seriously if he was connected to anything. Right. News-wise. Unless you were winning a prize or something. Yes, you were winning a prize, you know, or, or you know, a late night talk show or something. And, um, and and put that stuff in between two songs. And it was just a drop in of, of, you know, that announcer and those things. Didn't think it really was something that somebody would take seriously. Right. And some people did. And they were calling and complaining. And it would have dropped right there. It would have ended right there if. When Channel 4 came in to cover this, you know, hey, we heard something happened here. Somebody did a nuclear thing. Give us the details. What happened? And I gave them a tape of what happened. So here, this is what happened. And they took the worst part of that announcement and just played it over and over on the news and made me look like a communist. You know? wow. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it really got out That's of hand. Rough. It's the FCC. only time in your career, though, I can think that everybody was mad at you. Only time. And I wouldn't say everybody. Well, not everybody. Yeah. I mean, uh, my uh, superiors at the radio station, they were never going to fire me. I had to, I had to suggest to them, why don't you suspend me? Put it, let me get in the media. That John you is so nice. Me. I know. It's like, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. And so they suspended me without pay for a week. And then, uh, and, but I got that back. Yeah, good. I hope <laughs> you got a Christmas bonus. Yeah. And, and then, um, and, and then, and then, then the FCC fined the station $25,000, which was the max they could find back then. And if, if you, if you, some college, I've been told some college um, studies have that in their books, that, uh, yeah. that, that particular incident in their books. But um, yeah, so then, uh, you know, they were taking that. We decided to split the fine. So I was paying half the fine. Uh, Amos was paying the other half, and I got tired of doing that. I said, hey, how about if I, because I needed somebody to, to do the Sunday classic show because somebody quit or something. I said, how about if I come in on Sundays, I do the Casey classic show, and you guys pay the entire fine. They said, okay. So I, I went to that show, and then I started selling advertising on that show, and I started making money off that show. So I, I turned the whole thing into a nice little I love that, and what profit. a nice employer, I mean. To yeah, be behind you. Know, you like Amos that. Communications was a fantastic owner of the radio station. Jeff Smullyan who was the principal stockholder and founder of the thing. He was so kind. And even though he was, the man was filthy rich, he's very, a fan comes from a very wealthy family. He, he, he was, he loved his employees and I, I, I miss not working for him. Although our Hubbard family is very similar. You know, the, the company is very similar to Amos. Yeah. Yeah. John Ulitz with us, Sheldon, tonight. What time does the fun start? Do you 7.30. Know? The show starts at 7.30. Joy Gridnick, uh, Ron Stevens' wife. She used to be on the air on Casey in the 70s with Ron. Ron and Joy in the morning. She will open the show with about a 15-minute uh, comedy things that she's prepared. And Joy's fun and funny, and people are going to love her. She's exhausting. <laughs> I mean, she's wonderful. I love yes. her. Her dill pickle soup is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. But she's exhausting. Yeah, I mean, the, the fountain on locust was her thing. Yeah, you know, she 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 
started that thing and, and was involved in all the artwork that was in there and the bathrooms that were historic and everything. So she opens the show, and then we'll go on probably about 7.50, somewhere in that area, Ron, Ron Stevens and I, Ron, who hired me at Casey. This was his idea to do all this. And, and we're sponsored by Michelob Ultra. And we're, we're we're happy about that, and we thank them. And uh, gotta love the spot. That's great. Yeah, you gotta love the the local brewery, man. What's the best talent you've worked with? Well, I mean, the most dynamic, most talented person was Corcoran. Was J.C. Corcoran? Oh, I uh, saw him in court. I don't know any of that. The person that I probably had the most fun with is Learn, and and I worked with her for eight years from uh, 2012 to 2020. In the morning show. Wow, she, she's a she's a fantastic talent. She's she'll be great. there tonight. She'll be she'll be funny, and uh, yeah. So, but but I mean, there were other guys too that I had, other people I had fun too. Favaz, you know, I, I love Favaz. Been working with him for shoot. It's hard to narrow it down. Years. It is it lucky is. you, right? Yeah, I mean, but that was only one year I worked with him. But uh, yeah, her and and Corcoran and Fred I would Bird. say. Yeah, well, Fred Bird, yeah, we have had to do a show yeah. together, a radio show <laughs> together with. That'd be a hard one to do. With yeah, him. he doesn't talk. <laughs> So on our text line, uh, people are asking about Don the Legend, and he um, yes, he'll be there he tonight. Came up quite a bit. Now was he your golf teacher? Well, I had built a house in South County, and it backed up to Arrowhead Golf Course. So I was on the golf course a lot, and uh, and I, I was in the pro shop one day, and I heard this guy just making a bunch of people laugh with this foul language, and nobody can cuss like him, man. I mean, there are people who can cuss, and they're kind of funny maybe when they cuss, but not not like Don. So he was funny, and and uh, I thought, man, I got to get this guy on the radio. So um, it was hard because we put a lot of bleeps in there, <laughs> but we got him on, and his personality came through, and people fell in love with him. And so he's going to be there tonight, because he's part of my history. Ah, absolutely. People say you sound different on AM radio. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we got a break. <laughs> uh, can we cut out? And then we got a guest coming up. Oh. oh, you got more guests? Oh, I wanted him to at least do one, you know. Throw it at him. Okay. Can you do one plate walk up, like, let's say either Ozzy, Pujols, Yachty, somebody in there? Can you give us just a little <laughs> taste of spring and that baseball is around the corner? And at this point, John Ulett, you are the voice that we associate with it. Leading off, number one, Ozzy Smith. Woo! I love it. I'm so glad. It gives me the chills. And we're just people asking if they get tickets at the Fox box office. No, Probably no. not since that's not the venue. Yeah, that's not the venue. No, no, no. It's at the Sheldon. MetroTix.com. Right. MetroTix.com. Do it. Ron Stevens needs the money. So please do. John Newlett, <laughs> big fan. And uh, I really appreciate your time and you deserve all the success you've had. Thank so. you for having me. Yeah, congratulations nice on everything. Yeah. Come back anytime, buddy. All right. It is uh, 1244. Uh, I guess I should take care of one of our clients, JBL Financial and Jeff and Aaron Lapidus, who run that company with a few others. They come here on Saturdays and talk about what they talk about all week long. I don't get it. I mean, but that's dedication. How to set up your retirement, pitfalls, things to avoid things to do, and then they'll come in here and do it for two hours on the radio. Good thing is you could call in, you could text in when they're here and get some really good, solid answers on what to do.
It is uh, 12.50, and we've done it pretty much all throughout the week, uh, giving away tickets to the boat show, and not just any boat show, the Ozark Marine Dealers Association St. Charles Boat Show, the acronym being UMDA, uh, uh, so they don't use that, obviously. It's uh, confusing. It's at the convention center, and we got the people behind it with us in the studio to give you an idea of what is happening. The president of the Marine Dealers Association down at the lake, Mark Masson. How are you, sir? Very good, sir. And Leah Martin, too, the executive director of the Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. And, you know, being involved in the marine industry or in marina industry and boats at the Lake of the Ozarks is as about as significant as anything else you could do because all of things revolve around that lake. Yeah, it's amazing. The Between the tourism, uh, the boating, and everything else that comes along with it, it's, it's a huge economic impact to the whole state of Missouri and our area. We keep seeing stories in the news that are little, just little blurbs of stuff about Blake Shelton having a, a boat and having a house down there. Have you ever seen him roaming around town? I have not seen him roaming you around town. You have not. I've seen all those social media posts. You no. have. Okay. Well, if you find him, let us know. We'll yeah. He was down there one weekend. We do know that. Um, but uh, other than that, I have not seen. Uh, and there was rumors of a house, but not seen it. Okay. Right to the celebs. I well did. done, Billy. I did. I did. This is going to be a fun show this year. I lived down there in the mid-80s. And... You'd see a couple of cigarette boats, which are those really long racing boats. Now, they're everywhere. Absolutely. And I imagine, number one, they cost a couple of bucks. A few. Number two, is it a problem with the number of boats that are out there? No, not really. Uh, Everybody accommodates each other pretty well. Uh, The water gets a little rough once in a while, but that's um, soda, gravel, roads, and other things. Yeah. And there's so many forks. And it's the lake is how many land miles if you go around? It's like 3,000 or something? It's, uh, it's over 1,300 miles yeah. of shoreline. It's more shoreline than the state of California. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. So I've been to the show in the past, and what I love is there's steps, and you can get on these big yachts and walk yeah. around and pontoon boats. How many this year, do you know? I don't know how many boats we have this year, but there's a great showing. I mean, two floors, and it is packed full. So there's everything from PWCs to big cruisers that were brought in from Italy and Europe. And so there's some new lines here this year. How do you get them in and out? I would think that's a production, a logistics uh, situation in and of yeah. itself. I said, uh, so Overland Park was my first show last week and, or the week before last. And I said, we should sell tickets to that. The pre-show no was kidding. amazing. I mean, the forklifts that are lifting the boats in the air while they're pulling the trailers out from underneath them and putting them down on casters. It's just crazy. The amount of equipment and semis and trucks and trailers and tractors that we have involved in just getting the boats in there. It's pretty cool. And there's more, more to it than just boats, right? I mean, if I'm, if I have a boat and I'm just looking for a new lift or an anchor or I want to get some new wood for my, you know, old uh, uh, Chris Craft. 
It's but what I want. But don't I have the old wood for the Chris Craft, but there's there's people there that can find that and get that for you. Uh, but there's docks, there's lifts, there's uh, just about any other accessory you can think of, boat covers, whatnot, just about anything uh, that you Sound can use systems. in a boating at the lake. Yeah, you can have. Yeah. And we pretty much bring the Lake of the Ozarks to St. Charles. Yeah, that's quite an undertaking. So yeah. is there any point in doing a, a boat show in, in the lake? Because there's already boat dealers. We do those as well. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But this is a good way to get the, the spring started. You know, Everybody's got cabin fever, ready oh, to get going. And there's some things happening. And this way it brings here, the, especially if the weather's a little crappy, then it works out really nice. And then people can come and it's here, we're there. And uh, it, it just works out extremely well. And there's a lot of excitement that it builds. And it gives you time if you're wanting to custom things on your boat or to get the, you know make sure everything's ready for boating season at the lake. I like the names on the back. I always wonder what, yes. what the story is behind that. What would one. be yeah. yours? Would it be on air for you? No, I'm on the water for uh, you. On the water Probably. for you. Okay. Mm. So we get on our way today to actually now two to nine tomorrow noon to nine, uh, Saturday ten to nine p.m. and then Sunday, March third, uh, ten a.m. to five p.m. So no reason you can't go. St. Charles dot com for more information. Let's dig a little deeper with uh, Mark and Leah. Uh, the kids, you know, my fear when I took them when they were little was, oh, please don't break anything. Don't don't <laughs> lower the anchor on some other visitor's oh head or something. But luckily, that's not really an issue. But what is there for the kids that they should be doing? You know, so I have, my kiddos are coming up tonight. They love the boat show. They really enjoyed Overland Park. So I range from four to 10 and um, they just really enjoy seeing the boat, seeing again, like just the accessories. So the wakeboards and the, there's, you know, there's attachable diving boards to tritunes and there's really everything there. So they just really enjoy seeing that. And they walk the show every single day, multiple times in Overland Park and still ask to go see the boat. So yeah, it's a, it's a great place to bring the kids. And, you know, I think they were picking out Every kind of PWC they wanted. I <laughs> bet. Based on color, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those personal watercrafts are pretty amazing. And I remember in the old day when it was a jet ski and you had to stand up and it really just beat you up. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and I there was no way I could do it. I couldn't stay balanced. And then, you know, the Sea-Doo's and the Wave Runners came out. It's like, all right, I'm on a lazy boy going 60 miles an hour on the water. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. This yeah. is fun. Those stand-ups are making a comeback, kind of like everything back from the eighties and nineties. Really? So yeah, yeah, they are. I actually think there's one at the show, or there was going to be one. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I could barely stand up in here. You got water skiing stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. wakeboarding, wake surfing, water skiing, life jackets. You're just looking at me. You probably yeah. imagine that I do a lot of water sports, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> So it's going all day. You're giving away some gas, $1,000 of free gas at the show. And I imagine a few of your other vendors also offering different enticements. Lots of different discounts. Um, There's special financing pricing. Uh, There's uh, closeout models from last year that they have. Uh, It is a great opportunity to come out. Look at what's available compared to the neighbors back and forth. You can walk you know, back and forth to look at two different model brands at two different dealers instead of having to drive miles back and forth to do that. And then with the, with the new pricing and the different things that are going and the discounts that are offered, it more than makes up for any differences that you might have paid in interest rates at this point. These two are sick of hearing about it from me. 
But every time this thing comes to town, or boating is the conversation. See, look, she's already going. (laughs) Here it goes again. I want a boat so bad. I've never had a boat, but I've always wanted a boat. I lived at the lake. I'm a water sign. I'm from California. What would it cost me to get into it? It, it, what's the it's a, starting point? It's starting points. I mean, you can you can get into depending on you know what's there and what size and where you're going to boat. I mean, it, it's it's all over the place because we also have a ton of used inventory that the the different dealers have too. So you know, thirty forty grand through two or three million dollars, just kind of whatever there you go. person. I was thinking wants to he's spend. thinking more of a rowboat. Looks like a canoe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a canoe. Yeah. But I look. I do. I look online. Different people selling their boats all over the country, and I'll see. Big houseboats that have like three bedrooms, and it's only forty five thousand dollars. And I'm like, is it hollow? Does it have an engine? <laughs> well, a lot of those sometimes in those situations, that is a boat that's on a body of water, and it's so expensive to move it that you either have to buy it where it sits and pretty much leave it there, or you have to pay an enormous amount of money to move it when it comes to one of the big houses. But it wouldn't like be that. worth it. It wouldn't yeah. be worth yeah. it. So it yeah. kind of makes your market smaller, so it holds the pricing down. I, w- I would think a lot of people, too, uh, put off a little bit by the maintenance, but it probably has gotten easier, hasn't it? It's, it's um, you know, maintenance on that, it's, it's, just, it's like anything. You, you're, just depends on if you, if you keep it up, it's not terrible. Yeah. If you let it go away, then things get out of hand in a big hurry. We're coming to spend the weekend with you. Acknowledging the passing of Richard Lewis. Um, big fan. And I don't know if we ever had a conversation. I want to see we did, but I also think that would have been a chat I remembered. Because I've been a big fan for a long time. And very few comics. I mean, they all need a hook, you know? Mm-hmm. They got to have a little catchphrase or be jittery like Sebastian Menescalco or whatever it is that that makes them them. And Richard Lewis latched on to the always ill hypochondriac neurotic Jew. I know that's a lot of words, but it was a role that he embraced and it was engaging. Absolutely. And he was on a show with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis for a while, you may remember. Anything But Love. Do you remember that show? I don't. Yeah, yes, I do. Didn't last that back. Didn't last that long. But in the film world, Robin Hood, Men in Tights that Mel Brooks made, Mm -hmm. uh, he was in that too, as well as a neurotic guy. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, he's managed to reinvent himself. For several generations, but always having that Woody Allen-esque demeanor. Um, yeah, so he passed away yesterday at 76. Suddenly. And was it childhood? Well, he'd been sick for a long time. This might have been something else. Childhood friends with Larry David. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure Larry's uh, inconsolable. But I want to just bring, I don't want it to, you know, overtake the 
broadcast, but I didn't want you to think, too, that I wasn't thinking about him. Leap day? woo big party at uh, your house for Leap Day? Oh, yeah. Um, few things going on, giveaway-wise. We told you about a lot of them yesterday. And most of them seemed, eh, you got to get the app, eh, and if you buy 12, get one free, eh, that's not really special. Burger King, they're giving away a free burger. Um, responding to Wendy's little, we're going to do this. No, we're not. Um, so you can get a free Whopper or a vegetarian impossible Whopper. Mm, if you spend $3 on their mobile app, that's not a bad deal. Blueberry Hills giving away a uh, beer, glass of wine or soft drink. Um, not to everybody. You got to show your ID and prove, prove you're 29. Not that this is your birthday on the 29th, but that you are 29, you get a free beer. Do you even remember? I don't remember being 29. 29. I don't feel like people said, hey, how old are you? Me saying, 29. I just don't remember it. 25, I remember clearly. And I will tell you why. Oh, one more giveaway for National Kalachi Day today. Oh, I love those. They're giving away a freebie from uh, that store on Brentwood. Oh, those are so good. Kalachi Factory? So good. Yeah. Love it. So, what are we talking about? Being 29 and not remembering it? 25, I do remember clearly. And where I even was, I was at a bar called DB's down on Broadway, hanging out having a couple and someone pats me on the back and says, Hey, congrats. You're a quarter of a century. And then when it was framed like that, I was thinking, dear God, I've done nothing with my life. Wow. That's the only reason why I remember that. So that inspired you to no, do uh, something with your life. No, then I kept doing nothing. But, uh, I remember that birthday because of that remark. All the other ones, no idea. Huh. What's your most memorable birthday, Julie Buck? Uh, 40 was, was a big one for me. Max, any of the B-Days besides uh, yesterday standing out for you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I always like to say that I liked my 25th birthday. I, it felt like there was so much possibility ahead of me, and that felt really nice at the time. And there was a big gathering of friends we were actually we started off the night at blueberry hill actually how fun and uh it, it's a memory that i go back to and then i i met my i met the woman who would become my wife the very next year when i was 26 so on your birthday was, no no just, just in the coming months you know there's plenty ahead for you max don't give up there's plenty ahead well i felt that way when i was 25 not so much now at 46 <laughs> but that's okay <laughs> oh I lost my place. Oh, we got a schmooze, the monologue to do. Uh, after I tell you something you already know. <laughs> it's really cold outside. Bop, 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 bop. I didn't pre-start my wife's car this morning because I looked out the window and I didn't see frost. But it was still 29 degrees. I'm like, that was so sneaky. Your furnace knows it'll kick on if you got it set. Well, it's too cold. We better warm this house up. And it comes on. Problem is, if it's not running well or at all, that air that's going to blow, if it blows any air, isn't going to be much warmer than what's outside. Now you're stuck. 
but not my fault. I've told you about classic air care for a while, so why not make sure you don't find yourself in that position where I'm home and I'm freezing. No fun. Let them help you. Classic Air Care. A-I-R-E. ClassicAirCare.com. All right. Well, we always talk about this ad stuff first. So the first story that I was going to tell you, we kind of already covered about comedian Richard Lewis passing away. And he suffered a heart attack. He was 76. He had also been living with Parkinson's disease. So we wish their family and friends Nothing but the very best. This is a crazy story, and Max first brought it to my attention yesterday afternoon, saying we need to talk about this. The fact that no one has seen the uh, Kate Middleton, the, the, Princess, the of Princess of Wales, in since before Christmas. I'm obsessed. Well, Kate Middleton's rep is brushing off speculation about her recovery, even though William canceled going to his godfather's funeral kind of abruptly there the other day. There is a rabbit hole on Twitter that I've been falling down the last couple of days with all the crazy royal shenanigans going on. Where is Kate and is Pippa safe? That's and right. is royal shenanigan a bad name? No. No, <sighs> but I mean, it is. It, I hope that it's nothing, you know, that is life-altering or something, you know, that could bring really bad times to that family because I feel like they've... They've been through a lot of stuff. At least William and and Harry have. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, every family goes through a lot of stuff. Well, I know, but we just seem to to know all of their stuff. So True. we'll see. And then the king is battling cancer, as we know. So, um, yeah, the the rep for the Princess of Wales says, "No, there's nothing to see here. We told you at the beginning of this that she was having an abdominal surgery and wouldn't be talking." Until after Easter. Yeah, that's not what they said at first. They keep pushing that back. Nobody's seen her. Nobody's taken a a, a photo of her. And I feel like, I know it's a private thing. It's a medical thing. But the people of England, they pay for all of this. I feel like right after she gave birth the first time, she had to wave to everybody. Yeah, that's true. And where is she now? She could do a social media post. She needs to. We need to make sure she's safe. King Charles is sick. And Kate is missing. What's happening? What is going there? on at the castle? Listen to that passion over there. And then, and I've then, never seen you so worked up. The spare Harry, yeah. he flies all the way in there, spends forty-five minutes with his dad, and flies right back out. What is happening? Oh, Chuck's probably not that much of a conversationalist. You're probably right. Uh, a very somber Justin and Haley Bieber attended church together after um, Stephen Baldwin, her dad publicly asked for prayers for the couple. They went to a late night service in the Los Angeles area and they both looked very sad. So I feel like there's something but going on. We don't know there. why. There's so many questions. I mean, we got the Biebers, we got the Royals. I don't know, but I'm on all of it. Okay, I don't know if you've heard Beyonce's Texas Hold'em song. I have. I love it. It's the number one song right now, not just on the country charts, but in the entire country. But some people are saying it could be a ripoff of some sort. Oh. Mm-hmm. Millennials have figured this out that it Texas actually Hold'em. sounds. Right. But now you want to hear what they what they say it sounds like. They Go say ahead. it sounds like Franklin. The, you, you're going to play Wrecking Ball now. Here come. Oh, wow. Hey, it's Franklin. That's pretty similar. Let's hear Beyonce. Two notes. Hey. 
Lawrence Franklin coming oh, yeah. out to play. See you in court. <laughs> Better get Michelle Dibble on this one. Oh, <laughs> Remember how, dare, how dare you? How dare you, Julie Buck? I don't know. Sounds kind of close. Uh, 20 years ago, in 2004, Finding Nemo won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. Carney's playing the air guitar over there. Doing a hoedown. Yeah. You kind of look hoedownish with your checkered shirt and Watch blue your language. jeans on. This got you in trouble yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It did. 84 years ago, Gone with the Wind won eight Academy Awards, including Best Picture of 1939. Uh, Halo's on Paramount Plus as of today. And the second season premiere of The Tourist on Netflix. That's what you got from Hollyweird. Your favorite part of the day, the homemade jokes are ready. Fresh out the oven with John Carney. You know, we know there's one person that looks forward to this. Yeah. None of them are in this room. It is uh, 122. Here's what's going on, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, both heading to the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. Today, the two will be there and have chosen optimal locations from which to make their respective points. Should be okay because no part of the wall has steps. So I think they're good to go. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Chief Superfan. Accused of robbing banks across the country. Oh. Pleaded guilty, could face decades in prison. Javier Babudar. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Javier Babudar. Of the Kansas City Babudars? Which backwards is Dave Jones. Um, better known as the wolf suit wearing Chief Saholic. You've seen him at the games. Camera always pans to him. Well, anyway, he pleaded guilty to three charges one count of money laundering, one of transportation of stolen property across state lines, and one count of bank robbery in Oklahoma. Let it be a lesson to you never trust a thief. In Wolf's closing. Is that how the thing goes? Something like that. Kind of yeah. like that. Chick-fil-A has recalled their Polynesian dipping cups. I love that sauce. It's just terrifying. Due to concerns, the fast food restaurant says the cups may contain a different sauce that includes wheat and soy allergens. Mm. And that customers should just throw them away. Customers can call Chick-fil-A for more information. Personally, I didn't realize someone could be allergic to Polynesians. Weird. I don't think you can say that. (laughs) Has that ever stopped me before? Bumble has announced plans to lay off 350 employees this week. Reducing their headcount by 30% as part of a large restructuring plan. Jobs across the dating app is the first big move by the CEO, who took over in January after serving his chief executive position. Many of those employees released said they were surprised to be swiped out. Do you swipe on Bumble? I've never been on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maryland Heights man charged in connection with a 2022 burglary of a local appliance store. According to the Maryland Heights Police Department, officers responded to a burglary call at the Roth Living Installation on Fairgrove Industrial Boulevard. Store management told police the warehouse's garage bay door was open 
and several items, mostly microwaves, went missing. Carney. Well, video shows they were out in 45 seconds, first of all. And yeah, they were able to find a microwave. I'm, I'm totally jealous. Oprah, remember her? Mm-hmm. She's leaving the Board of Weight Watchers. Ending a nearly decade-long stint as the director of the beleaguered company, Winfrey notified the company of her decision this week, telling them she won't be uh, re-elected, I guess, at the annual shareholders meeting in May. The reason not revealed, I'm guessing she was just hungry. Maybe. <laughs> just throwing out, she loves bread, we know that. <laughs> All right, one more quickie for you. Electronic giant Sony announced this week, too, they'll be cutting off 900 jobs or 8% in their PlayStation global workforce. The layoffs will impact all regions for Sony Interactive Entertainment, according to the studio. And the studio responsible for the competitive singing video, SingStar, but 8% of their staff gone. Sony says it's their first layoff in a fortnight. If you know, you know. Someone else said. That's it. And a music finish. You're welcome. 126, back in a moment. I don't know. Do you think this is good casting or no? Yeah, I mean, Leslie Nielsen was primarily a dramatic actor before the Zucker brothers cast him in the first airplane movie, I guess. Uh, he had done a bunch of, of great things. There's a, I'm trying to think of the name of it right now, that uh, back in the 50s, he had a pilot for a TV show. It was more dramatic. He was the principal in Prom Night, the horror film. Again, dramatic role. And Liam Neeson has done some comedy in the Lego movie. He was the voice of the Lego cop, and he's hilarious in that. So I think his deadpan you know, I have a particular set of skills kind of thing can really work for a naked gun kind of movie. I'm excited about that one. Um, I, th- I think the more important question would not be who, who who they're casting, but who is who's doing the movie, who's directing it, who's writing it, because, you know, the police squad has a very particular kind of humor. Uh, Akiva Schaefer. So he's from the Lonely Island. So he's got the chops. He did... Uh, Hot, Hot Rod, Rod and Pop, Pop Star. Star, yeah. Don't know either one of those, but if you're mm-hmm. in, I'm in. Do you remember the Lonely Island from SNL? I guess you don't watch SNL, so you wouldn't remember Lonely Island. No, but I'm willing to give this a shot. I don't know when we're going to get it. It doesn't say in this story. He's also responsible for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Oh, good. A little farther down on the resume. You know what drives me bananas? Me? No, not, well, some usually, yeah. <laughs> But I will say to my husband, let's watch this show together. For example, let's watch The Bear. We couldn't find anything we wanted to watch together. Let's watch The Bear. And he says, no, I don't really want to watch that. I bring it up again a few weeks later. Let's watch The Bear. No. So the other night, he's out of town. And about 1130, he's like, I need to tell you something. I feel very guilty. And I'm like, what? And he said, I've started to watch The Bear. Ah, I'm like, are you kidding me? That drives me nuts. Yeah, we have similar arguments. We'll start a show together, but she falls asleep 
10 minutes in, so I stop it. And I, well, we'll pick it up then. Takes us a month to get through a two-hour documentary. I'm like, honey, I just had to go on without you. I just had to carry you know? on yeah. with my life. Oh, I totally get it. Max, do you and your wife ever watch like a you know a series or something like that together? Uh, not often because it. First of all, I don't really like episodic television, so it's tough to get me in to watch a show. There are some exceptions, but that's what they are. They're not the the rule. But I've noticed, and I hate to throw my wife under the bus. She's noticed. one day after my birthday, but she is very fond of starting a show and lasting about three episodes. And so me being a completist, I don't want to oh, start. Oh, that drives you crazy. I can't do it. And so now she's like, let's watch Beef or let's watch The Bear. No, because we won't watch it. We'll watch maybe half of the first season and it will never, like for instance, Breaking Bad. Yeah. We watched like four seasons of that. There's like two left. We'll never go back to it. You and can it cheat watch. It kills me. It kills me. Oh, my so, no. oh goodness. Struck wow. a chord. Well, yeah. So that's why it's a, f- a hard and fast no. Huh. Issues in the Foise. I mean, oh. she watches television. She watches, you know, she'll tell me about these shows that are either great or not good. And I'll kind of listen. Oh, yeah, it's, it's fine. But I'm not going to watch it. Now, what about movies? Fall for it. Does she watch movies with you? Because you're always watching a movie. You know, she, <laughs> before we had a kid, she would go with me to every screening, you know. Yeah. And, and that kind of that kind of shifted after we had a little, little baby. Um, and, uh, I don't know if that will come back. I mean, I, 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 now I take Oscar to, to the movies. So, uh, you know, every, uh, every award season, I'm always recommending, like, you gotta watch past lives. You gotta watch holdovers. You gotta watch, and I, I don't, she hasn't seen Barbie yet. So I don't know. She's with me on that and one. Somebody else who hasn't seen yeah. it to my left. So the other thing was we are in a very much PC culture everywhere. And when things surface that were made when it wasn't so intense, it was fine. But now we see things like, oh, they couldn't have done that today. That's Tropic Thunder, okay? In that film, Robert Downey Jr., I believe, is an African-American and has his face painted. I've never seen the film. Am I right about no, he, Robert Downey Jr.? He is playing a character blackface. In, in blackface. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's even worse. That was the point of that character in that movie, though, was to mock the political correctness. I mean, they also had Ben Stiller playing a an Oscar bait movie called Simple Jack, which was about a mentally handicapped person. So Now, what are your thoughts on this one? Mary Poppins... Wonderful movie, loved by all. Sure. Uh, the British film industry has changed the rating for that film from a U, which is universal, to PG because the blackface on Dick Van Dyke as a chimney sweep. Well, it's because they called him a Hottentot, which is a racial slang that we're not familiar with here in this country, but it was accepted at the time, and nowadays, as you point out, we look back and we go, I probably shouldn't call people Hottentots. It was an indigenous tribe, I believe, in Africa. So to refer as to white people as a Hottentot was a racially insensitive thing. I'm fine with ratings classifications. It doesn't, it, I'm rather that than them edit the movie. 
What annoys me is when they go back and they change those things. Let's present Gone with the Wind as it is with a disclaimer at the beginning so people can have a contextual conversation about it. What annoys me is when they go back to the French Connection and they take out the usage of the N-word in that movie. That's part of a character in that film. You need to know that he would say something like that for the context of that character. So as long as they're not altering Mary Poppins, I'm fine with any classification they want to give it. See, because my takeaway was they were upset that he was doing blackface because he had soot no, on his face. No, it's because they said hot and thoughts. I read, I read the story. That makes more sense. Okay. Max always set me straight. 141. Well, now we know. Now we know. I want oh, one more. Um, you got something? I no, to... I was just going to say that our Michael's Bath text line says that you have to finish Breaking oh, Bad. You really that do. That ship has sailed. I, I was so angry that we didn't. Now, listen, season four, I've heard, is a bad season. And with all the crystals and everything, it was not good. And I, everybody tells me, oh, season five is a lot better. Why do I have to sit there and waste seven more hours of my life to get through season four? Well, the finish wraps it up very nicely, I thought. That, six feet under, same thing. In a green hearse that I want. You want a green hearse? I said that on the air yesterday. You did? Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Don't rem- Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he rem- did. Yeah, because you said that I wanted a hearse, and I said, yes, I, I do. And then Carney said he wanted the green one from Six Feet Under. And it was a long conversation. Oh. I know. You okay. Were you I, don't, not, I oh, don't know. Maybe you weren't here that day. Did we do a show without you? No, yeah, you here. did last Friday. No, she was appalled that oh. I was in a band where there was a hearse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm no, sorry, you what? Were here. Again? It's but you're not here tomorrow. I'm not. No. It's your Friday. I'm going to uh, Dallas to see my baby man. Did I know that? Mm-hmm. Can I go? Sure. You, me, and Crusher. What a blast. I don't understand my children. I think it's a statement we all make at one point or another. His affinity actually goes beyond that for Drake. And we went to go see him, and I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, has he started? Is this a song? Is this a mic check? What's he doing? And these are giant hits, but they're, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's awesome, John. You don't write them like that anymore. And when Drake was here, very, very sad thing happened with a mother and her daughter getting run over leaving the show and killed. And they came here from Chicago Yeah, to see the show. So this week... Drake was doing a show in uh, Buffalo. And during the show, he acknowledged the crash and walked around the stage with a spotlight and talked about, you know, his career and stuff. And he said, I don't want to dampen the mood, but I saw a video today. We had a show in St. Louis and a mother and her daughter lost their lives leaving the show. And the fact that he brought attention to that and expressed remorse, although it's not remotely his fault, I thought it was pretty classy. Yeah. Pretty classy. So. I what a sad, I mean. Because I'll still be listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I like, um, I, yeah. I like the, the Franklin song and the Beyonce song. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you added that that yeah in there, I think it could be. It just reminds me of when the the shows in the fifties used to read rock and roll lyrics because they were inane lyrics. Yeah, just true story. Uh, Alan Roofing are folks that uh, did the roof, which is why I'm not worried about storms, at least from a perspective of damage to the roof or rain with all the rain we get sometimes. I mean, it's not California right now, but when we do, we get it hard. And that rain often finds its way into the interior house, bypassing the roof somehow. There's a problem. Or you called Allen Roofing, you got something fixed before it was a problem. They can tend to that. And if you need some tuck pointing done on your brickwork, Used to be you couldn't find a tuck pointer within 500 miles. They do that. They do siding. And your gutters with all that schmutz, you don't want to deal with that. Let them deal with it for you. Locally owned and operated. Terrific people. And growing in numbers, which means they can get to you and your issues even faster. Find them online at aroofing.net. Coming up, we talk sports with Brandon. We'll be two weeks away from Selection Sunday, so we're about two and a half weeks away right now. And I know it's the most wonderful time of the year for this show because you guys get a day off next Thursday and Friday for Arch Madness. Then the rest of the conferences have their tournaments the following week, and then it is indeed time for the it truly the best time of the year with March Madness, and, and John gets to find a way to pick Fontbonne, sneak him into the bracket some way, somehow, and yeah. maybe this is the year, they got John. a better chance than uh, Missouri. <laughs> Missouri is, they is do. Illinois going to make? They Illinois, got a yep. loss last night, though. Oh, no, no, they, beat, they beat Minnesota Did last night. they win that beat game? Minnesota um, at home. It was... Uh, I had a 50-50. Uh, <laughs> another big night. Yeah, the Illini absolutely going to be in the tournament. They'll probably be a... Uh, maybe a three could be a two seed when it's wow. all said and done. This might be Brad Underwood's best team, top five offense in the country. They've been outstanding. So Illinois, good. Mizzou, not so good. SLU, not so good. As uh, the Billikens lose last night uh, again as well. But uh, for local basketball fans, yeah, you have the Illini to root for and the Missouri Valley, which will be here next week. Two, five, and one. Not a record you're going to be shouting proudly, and that's where the Blues that's find where themselves. where the Blues, yeah. Uh, what a bummer. At least they get a point last night, right? Uh, an overtime loss to the Oilers, who score, I believe it was Connor McDavid, who scores with just, sec- I think, 25 seconds left in overtime, buries the game winner, and yeah, another frustrating ending for the Blues, but uh, at least part of the result they can be excited about. They're home again, Saturday to take on the wild, but then they're right back on the road because arch madness means uh, not only basketball at the enterprise center, but that the blues have to play a bunch of road games. So this is a really difficult stretch for the note. And I feel like we're going to know here pretty soon what the, the, the final result is ultimately going to be for this team. And yeah, as John, as you alluded to, it's been training in the wrong direction here for uh, basically since the All-Star break. Before we get into Julie's favorite sport and Cardinal baseball, uh, LeBron James, tip of the hat. This guy's, what, 61 now <laughs> uh, and still playing basketball and was amazing last night. Just amazing. Uh, outscored 
the opposing team, I believe, is in the fourth quarter, right, Max? Uh, outscored him in the fourth quarter all by himself. I think it's the seventh <laughs> time he's done it in his career. That's, that's crazy. As he's uh, as he's approaching crazy his uh, his age forty season, it's rapidly approaching for LeBron. Now his Lakers aren't very good, and some would argue maybe that's a byproduct of spending all their money on LeBron. Uh, nonetheless, he is. He's uh, a draw. He's earning he, it. He's spectacular. Yeah. He's a draw. He's uh, there's maybe a chance he gets to play with his son as early they, as next year. I they put that off a year. Well, I mean that's up to Bronny, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's uh, he's at USC. They're they're not very good. I know They've that a LeBron bunch of wants that to happen. Right. He says, I'd I, love to play professionally with my kid. Uh, another part of that has to be is Bronny any good? Which yeah. I'm not sure he is. Well, but I mean, you can't compare him to his dad. Sure. I mean, that's like Jacob Dylan and Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Do they play basketball? No idea. All right, on to the diamond, Jules. Uh, the baseball diamond. You want to talk yes. about uh, Cardinal baseball, and we got a couple new additions, right? Well, a lot of young guys that are that are coming up and trying to win a spot. And Victor Scott, somebody that's really been uh, uh, drawing a lot of eyeballs. His ability to, uh, to to play defense in center field, which could be of use if Tommy Edmond has to start the year on the injured list, can steal a bunch of bases. So all eyes are on him to see if he can make a good enough impression and maybe be a long shot to make the big club, but I think it's a possibility. His time will certainly come. He's one of their top prospects. But, yeah, Edmonds' health is a concern right now. They go out and they get Brandon Crawford. They sign the veteran from San Francisco to back up shortstop because Edmond and his his availability is, uh, is up in the air. It also checks another box, guys, because John Moselak has talked a lot about it. They're looking for veteran leaders. Crawford would certainly fit that bill. He won multiple World Series championships with the San Francisco Giants. So we'll see if he can help uh, that uh, in that department for the Cardinals as uh, we're uh, rapidly approaching um, the, the season. We're into spring training. We're a week into spring training games. And, uh, yeah, baseball's on the mind. He already registered the game's hardest hit ball. Did you see that stat or that story about him? For Victor Scott. For Victor Scott the second. He's uh he he can like I said, he can swing it, he can run, he can glove it. There's a lot of reasons why he's one of the team's top prospects. He's fast. His parents he like ran track right. or something. Two yeah. track stars get together and have a baby, and this is what you get. <laughs> not a bad result. Uh-huh. Yeah, not at all. That's very cool. So you're gonna do more sports tonight? We'll, or do, more, done for the we'll day? do more sports tonight. Yeah. Martin is live at six. Uh, Tim Peel, former NHL referee, among his guests. Ben will be with me in the 7. We'll do some winners and losers. We'll talk some golf with Skip Berkmeyer in the 8. Preview the uh, high school basketball playoffs with Jim Power. So full night tonight. We'll see everybody at 6 o'clock. That's an awful lot of stuff. You're going to do that? It's all today or is that the whole week? It's all today. How do you do it? Sometimes I amaze myself. Oh, real quick, too. I was surprised to see this. I mean, I don't live in Kansas City, but I've always got the impression that the Hunt family was beloved right. in, in Kansas City. Like but the I, Bush family. Yeah, kind of, and yeah. I saw a poll said like 80% of the people hate him. Second year that the NFL what? Players Association have done like a report card of their teams, and the Chiefs gave Clark Hunt an F-. Uh, now, Andy Reid got an A+, but they gave their training facility an F. They gave their trainers an F. 
really interesting from a team that's won back-to-back Super Bowls that the players, not real fond of the front office yeah. and some of their amenities, they're at Arrowhead. How about but the best well, girlfriends, old. too? It's old. That's an old stadium. It is, a, it I mean, is an old stadium. But it's kind of iconic at this point. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Brendan. We'll John, Julie, Max, thank you. Be listening. Thank you. Captain Paul's going to pop in next hour and uh, let you know why you're moving 12 miles an hour on the highway. Marsha Brain, to you, how stuff works. We've got some good questions. It's all straight ahead after the news on KTRS St. Louis. in a second he'll answer those probing questions that we have but if it's a question about where to go to get adornments and bling and jewelry we would not turn to Marshall Brain where would we go Jules? Uh, I would say Genovese Jewelers excellent call that would be the place to go and Mother's Day not really that far away and getting something that is custom made for you and those mothers Oh, and all the moms on Mother's Day, trust me, we love stuff like this. Things with your child's name written on them, like in their handwriting. Or I found an old greeting card for my 21st birthday. Obviously, a very I've had it a very long time. It's and it was not on a scroll. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was from my dad, and it was a great message, a sweet personal note. And, and it says, love dad on it, June 15th. Uh, 1993, which is the year that this all happened. And I found the card and I said to my friend, Nicole Genovese, Genovese Jewelers, I said, check this out. Found this card from my dad. It means so much to me that I still have this and his handwriting and his note. And she took that photo of that, put it into what they have there called a CAD machine. And it made this charm with my dad's actual handwriting on it. From the card, and I did wear it on my wrist. Did you know she was going to do that? I did not. Oh, I had no idea. Sneak. I know. I know. I love it. It just and it's. I wear it on a charm bracelet from Genovese Jewelers, and they can do so much for you. You can do earrings with your birthstone. You can do diamond earrings. Can't ever go wrong with diamonds. Let's be honest, ladies. And if you'd like to make a wish list, so that when your husband or boyfriend goes in to buy you something. He can choose from things that you've already said. Oh, I love that. Now, that's fantastic. I'd wear that every single day. Why not do it at the best? Genovese Jewelers. You can find them just west of 270 on Olive and always online, too, at GenoveseJewelers.com. What would you do with a brain if you had one? If I only had a brain. Science. Brain. Well, you think you know stuff? You don't. Marshall knows everything. Marshall Brain, we got questions for you. Hopefully you answered the phone. Hello. Greetings. How are y'all? Fantastic. How are you? I am alive and well. Took a minute. That's good to hear. Yeah. Like you kind of had to think about it. Are you really okay? Uh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Uh, okay, Eeyore, whatever you say. Um, all right. Questions, questions, questions. Yesterday on the show, I don't know what we were talking about, something, 
And Julie, I, I was going to say, I can't think of the context, but I don't think there was any. She just said, do you think birds can smell? <laughs> and I was like, what? And then, like the rest of the afternoon, I was like, I wonder if they can. I, like, I mean, I that don't... would be a teeny tiny nostril. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be a band name. I don't think no. it is. No, <laughs> Not no but I'm thinking of like a crane and their long bill and these two little holes. But how does that work for smelling things? I mean, breathing. Sure, I get it. I also became obsessed with this question yeah. that I had never thought of in no. 46 years. I'd never thought. I'm going to take a bow for this Can question. Birds smell? You should. I should. What's the skinny? All right. Well, first, we we know or we sense that some birds do have a sense of smell because if you've ever seen a bunch of vultures circling over the radio station of land you know it's because something died there and vultures and other carrion birds like that can smell rotting meat from miles away they have ultra sensitive senses of smell that work great for specific things like rotting meat so that that tells us that birds do have a sense of smell and that we've actually seen it happen in the world around us but i think the reason why we don't tend to believe that birds have a sense of smell is because every mammally kind of animal their nose is like on the front of their face and they stick it in things and sniff them. (laughs) And, and we've never seen a bird do that. Right. Right. You don't, you just don't see birds snuffling around on the ground, smelling things. And you don't see them lifting a seed up to their nose to smell it. You know, that just, they don't have any behavior that would make us think that they have a sense of smell, but, most birds do have the you know the receptors in their in their bills to smell things and they have a part of the brain that that can process smells and it's just species by species it differs uh depending on the kind of bird it is so they can they just don't care about it or they aren't using it like birds are much more visual animals and hearing animals than like a dog is obviously a smelling animal that's just how what dogs are all about they have this amazing advanced sense of smell birds on the other hand are much more visual they have they have tongues and and taste buds but they aren't nearly as evolved as like a human tongue or a dog's tongue is so they're they're looking at the world and they're seeing it sometimes twice as good as humans, sometimes 10 times as good, depending on the species. Again, they're, they're seeing things and they're uh, hearing things. Another story that was out um, talked about tobacco and menthol cigarettes in particular. And they said that, 24% 24% of the people that they talked to uh, quit smoking altogether in one or two years. And half of the menthol smokers just switched to smoking regular cigarettes. 
And there's all this talk about menthol, and in some place it's been banned. And I read the study, and I thought, what does menthol have to do with any of this? Yeah, I think Joe Biden even said that he wanted to outlaw menthol cigarettes. I'm thinking, what, don't you have other things on your plate? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, cigarettes and cigarettes and cigarettes. Have you been to the border? <laughs> do any of us smoke? No. No, not anymore. No. Okay, so... I you sound disappointed. I, I'll I take know. It, I'll take it back up again if it's. You should say go team, you. Marshall. I I guess I should start. It helped me with my weight and uh, other other aspects. But as like the deal with menthol, they they banned all flavors in cigarettes. Like you can't make a grape flavored cigarette or you know cocoa or anything like that. But they kept menthol as a flavor because the industry is really excited about menthol. And the reason they're excited about it is it is doing two things. First, it gives the tobacco this kind of minty, cool feeling as you're, as you're consuming it, as you're inhaling it. And the other thing is it acts as an anesthetic. So it comes in and it takes away a sense of pain or a sense of harshness or anything so you you can consume more tobacco and you can breathe it in deeper huh. and you and it's like that's a the, bad trick i'm so calm oh my <laughs> i've never felt better <laughs> sound like you yes that so so the tobacco industry is excited about menthol because it encourages people to smoke more and to get more addicted to nicotine and 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 it's great from the industry standpoint but from a hey from a public health standpoint you know hey we'd like people to smoke less because it's killing people it it's the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish okay um who brought this story to the table? Was that you, Max? Yeah, because I've never really thought about this. I know that when you have a baby, you don't have to have a name picked out for your kid. I know that you can you can leave the hospital with your baby without having named them. The baby will just be called like Baby Smith or whatever, whatever your last name is. And you have a certain amount of time to christen your baby when you want to. But I hadn't thought about, well, what if you just don't? Is it illegal to just not have a name. Obviously, it would be difficult to have a bank account and a job and what have you. And what do people call you? Hey, well, you. Then you I can't a horse get a social no security name number. But I'm wondering, <laughs> if you take your baby home, let's say you have you have a baby, you take the baby home, you go, yeah, we don't we don't know about a first name yet, and you just never name them. You forget. Is, is that illegal, ah. uh, Marshall Bray? Well, is it illegal? Uh, no. You, wow. They, you could, as a parent, omit a name. And like you said, they're going to write something on the birth certificate, like, you know, baby girl or Jane's baby or, you know, something for the first name. They aren't going to leave it blank. But as soon as you try to get a Social Security card or you try to enroll your child in school, right. you know, you're they're you're going to fill out a form and you have to put 
something there. But it's not illegal to not name your. I never thought about that. That's incredible. It's You'd not stay against off the, law. the grid that way. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Uh, it would help with that. And, and so, like, if you had a crime baby this, or something, crime baby. I, I mean, name? that's gotta I mean, be I'm a just baby. saying, like a cry. I mean, why would a baby? Wouldn't the baby want to have a name? <laughs> well, we kind of take it for granted, right? I guess. So the the opposite of this question is, like, how weird can you name your baby? <laughs> yeah, we we have sort of this Elon Muskie. <laughs> this norm around children's names. And then there are people who, you know, name their their child Apple. Teflon or something like Apple. that. And and so we think that's weird. And then there's all these odd spellings and stuff. But where it runs into problems uh, with a weird baby name is most places won't let you put a number in their name. You're you're restricted to twenty six, you know, alphabetical letters and you can put a dash in there and you can put an apostrophe in there wow but as soon as you try to put a digit you know a numeral <laughs> in there it it's that's where you've crossed the line that's so and strange so, <laughs> since we brought up mr musk you know he had a child he named that that had the number 12 you know one the digits one and two in the child's name and after about a month, the authorities came and, and let him know that you can't put digits in a kid's name. And so he changed it to the Roman numeral version. So it's XII. <laughs> so that kid's doomed. Good trust fund, but he's doomed. Or she's doomed. Right. Got be, to gotta be letters of the alphabet. So <laughs> you, have, you do have some constraints. So on our Michael's Path text line, check this out. Somebody said, my parents changed my name three times within 30 days of me being born back in the 60s. Interesting. And they said if they didn't pick a name, my birth certificate would say baby girl with my last yeah. name. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> they do put that place filler. But that first month, it is fluid. You, like as a parent, you you have latitude to to change the name and stuff like that, and then it kind of solidifies, <laughs> and, and then you have to go through a process to change it. Then you got to go through a process. I don't know how you do it, Marshall. I really don't. He answers them all. Thanks, Unbelievable. Marshall. Hey, thanks right. so much, and count on us uh, bothering you again next week. All right. Have a good weekend. Take you've, care. You've been warned. There you go. Oh, it'll be two weeks, actually, John Cunt. I think, uh, oh, yeah, because basketball is going to be popping in. Uh, Julie, I think you uh, you won the day with your uh, convert smell. You think? Even on the text line, people saying, wow, that was a great question. Thank you. And I it mean, was. I and a texter said, I didn't say that. Oh. Texter said that. <laughs> um, I'm excited. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be out and about on Wednesday at the Abbey. And if you've not been, you got to do it. I was there with you. They they have been around now for 10 years. They used to be in Warson Woods off of Manchester Road. And now they're still on Manchester Road, but they're west of, just west of um, 141. And they've got a sale coming up to celebrate 10 years. So on the, the day after our um, day that we broadcast live from the marketplace at the Abbey, 
They're having a sale to celebrate March 7th through the 10th. They'll have 20% off the entire store in stock merchandise only. They're going to do raffle giveaways and have refreshments. And you know Laura Wilson the way that she does things. I mean, it's always very well done. And I cannot wait for next week. And I do have confirmation that someone you know and love, John Carney, will be making a personal appearance. Don't you? Don't tease me. Are you serious? Yes, she will be. Carol will be there at the Abbey, the marketplace at the Abbey, the place to go to find um, adornments for your home, uh, gifts for somebody, for design, interior design for your home, and just to make your home extra warm and extra special with fabulous decor. They've got it all going on at the Abbey. And a sale going on to celebrate 10 years of business We'll be out there live next Wednesday from noon until 3. We hope you join us. Find out more online, marketplaceattheabbey.com. Today, let's go to Captain Paul in the KTRS Traffic Center and check the roads right now. Captain? Julie, an incident on northbound 270 before Doherty Ferry with emergency vehicles has just been cleared. There's debris in the roadway on eastbound 70 before Mid-Rivers Mall Drive. More debris in the roadway on northbound 270, the exit to Page just before the Lackland exit. And there will be exit and ramp closures on northbound 55 at Weber and River City from 10 p.m. this evening until 5 a.m. on Friday. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550. KTRS. What's happening, Cap? Hey, how's it going? Door was up and I just kind of let myself in. What's going down? Hope you don't mind. What is going down? <laughs> Welcome to the 70s. Um, <laughs> What's going down, Carney? <laughs> a lot is going down. Have we had a conversation about pizza? Pizza? Yeah, uh, we talk about a lot of stuff here. I don't really pay much attention. I think we might have said I like, well, that was Josh. like pepperoni. Talking about right? pizza. Yeah, pepperoni, yep. meat, uh, <laughs> emos. But the wares. Like if you order out or have it delivered. Yeah, I think we did your, talk about it. Yeah, because he, he is okay with emos, right? I think that we did talk a little bit about emos. Yeah, and I don't uh, do delivery. I pick it up. Don't trust him? Uh, just don't know what to tip him, and it's just an extra charge, and I feel like I can it's drive. It's not that big of a mystery. <laughs> He's got time on his hands. Okay. He'll get the pizza. All right. Okay. He's you know. Okay. Most people do... You know, with delivered pizza out of the fact that they're either worn out or they just, you know, need the extra hands because they've got a house full of kids. Or there's snow so, outside and you have yeah. to shovel your way to your car. Yeah. That's but, a good point. But, Paul, you've got the time, so why give out the dime, right? Yeah. Did, did you just make that one up? Uh-huh. I did, actually, <laughs> on the fly. She's good that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was wondering about pizza because they put out a list of, like, the best cities to get pizza we're not even on it we were Come 19. On. 19. I, don't, I, 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 I take issue with that no i'm I'm okay with that listen i like emos but i don't know if i'd classify it as pizza oh my soup on gosh. a cracker yeah Ooh, i, mean, I love it are you kidding like that is my friday night jam i i also enjoy it but when i'm in the mood for pizza i'll go get a pizza when where I'm do in the mood you go get emos, pizza uh, i love blackthorn pizza I also love any kind of East Coast style pizza. There's like actually the a place thicker called, kind. No, like like the folded over. Oh you know, yeah, East when Coast they roll it up, yeah. like a calzone. I grew up on the East Coast, so it's like that was our kind of pizza, giant folded over pizza. Mm. I was just surprised we did as poorly as we did, but I bet we have the best toasted ravioli though. 
I think we have the only toast red. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen it in a couple other cities, but it was very much a novelty. And when it came to the table, it was probably a frozen Luigi's that they threw in the microwave. I mean, they didn't actually make it. I should try that. I've never made that before, and I was thinking this morning I want to make red. We used to have a hamburger pizza at J. Bucks in Clayton because we had this wood-burning oven, and we used to have a toasted ravioli pizza. Really? Really How did that work? It had a ravioli on each triangle of pizza. Huh. It was actually good. But that's a lot of breading. Well, I know. Uh, It wasn't light. On the Michael's Bass text line, 84126, uh, someone says, I always pick up my own pizza as well. So I responded, mm. why? This could be your soulmate. And they said, <laughs> I don't want to pay the fee or the tip. So just like Paul, you save some money by uh, trucking But don't you there. spend money in gas as you drive? You have an electric car. And risk? <laughs> but for me, Emo's is like four blocks away. Oh, yeah. well, that's nice. Emo's is four blocks away from everybody. Yeah. And so is uh, Walgreens. Yeah. Corner of happy and healthy. Yeah. yeah. Is that where you live? Just not competent. <laughs> yeah. There are streets named happy and healthy. Apparently there are, according to the commercial. All right, enough about pizza. Girl Scout cookies, it's the time. They're out there, and they're selling them out of the back of 18-wheelers and parking lots and things. It isn't that little, cute little stand in front of Schnooks anymore. This is big business. I think it's always been big business. But I've never seen them selling it out of an 18-wheeler that's full of cookies. No. Were there Girl Scouts driving the 18-wheeler? Well, I don't know. It was parked. Oh, They weren't, like, moving and throwing the boxes out to (laughs) God bless us, everyone. Um, Do you have a favorite there? Yeah, uh, Thin Mints. Yeah. I could eat the whole box in one sitting. You ever put them in a freezer? Yeah, I have done that. Good in the summertime. The absolute best. Same for you as far as favorite? I would say that, but I only if they're frozen. Then, oh my gosh, it's really good. It's also the only name I can remember. And that just reminds me of like my kids being little in the summertime and breaking open that You're getting box. melancholy, aren't you? And then they left. She's Sorry. a little bit verklempt. They left. Uh, a bit. You they grew some, up. You got some on your chin there, Paul. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Maxie, do you have a, <laughs> a favorite Girl Scout cookie, or do you even like them? Oh, yeah. The uh, Samoas are the best ones. Dosey Dose kind of rock. They're, they're okay, but I'm going to go with Samoas. I don't do like you, the newer ones, like the Lemon w- Drop or the Raspberry Riddle or whatever it is. Yeah. The Raspberry I, one was Awful. Raspberry Riddle is that they, what it was called? I don't. I think it was Raspberry Racer or something. They were promoting Raspberry it. Apology. I think they. they yeah, they were promoting it last year. Remember, we were like, <gasps> we we had a roving band of Girl Scouts out here, and we just brought them in. Remember mm-hmm. that? That's that was a great. Band. That's a band name. No, I think Rogue, it's in deep uh, copyright issues. And killing me. Commission slips. All kinds of legal papers on that one. Kids, take a gander at how many boxes will be sold in 2024? Uh, over a million. Okay. Man, I don't know. <laughs> Just take a guess. Uh, two million. Okay. Uh, 75. Million? Boxes. <laughs> 200 million boxes of Girl <gasps> Scout cookies. You won. I was only 198 million off. Yeah. Well, yeah. who's counting? Yeah. 700,000 Girl Scouts participating. 
These numbers are extraordinary. And you figure these go f- between five and seven bucks. That's a lot. It is of a huge money. business. And what a genius somebody came up with this whole thing to just make all these little kids, no child labor laws, getting around it all. It helps that it's a good product, by and large. We all enjoy eating them. I know, but they're not paying people to go out there and be salespeople. They're having little children. Parents doing it. And parents. But you learn to be an entrepreneur. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you really break it down. It's but kind of interesting. Where's the ethics in making the box a little bit smaller with a few less cookies in it, but raising the price? Well, that's shrinkflation. That's everywhere. That's not just Girl Scouts. I was in the hot tub. Um, I, don't know. I have to go. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. I think we're being, we're being hustled. Where's the best place to get Girl Scout cookies? From a Girl, From Girl Scout? Scout? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I figured that, but I don't know any. Yeah, they used to come knocking on your door, but now people are afraid. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Knock on the door. I've seen them outside of Walmart. I've seen them outside of Schnooks, and they got their little. You probably go buy them online now. Yeah, I'm sure you can. uh, The Michael's Bass text line April one two six says this year I received a text. From my Girl Scout neighbor with a link to the order form. So that's how, how awesome that yeah. seed. That, but see, on the other hand, I'm going to go back on what I said before. They're teaching these young women a, a way to do business. And now they're texting and they're getting into the the newer way of doing things. So on that end, it's good. But somebody at the top of this food chain's making Killing a... It. Ton. Killing it. Doesn't and they, it benefit the Girl Scouts, which is a wonderful yeah. organization? For all it, it their does. hard work, they get a patch. But but, oh. <laughs> but somebody at the top is still making a lot of money. Yeah. I bet you somebody's sitting somewhere sitting pretty, Mac. Here's oh, your oh, patch. Because they're overpriced. <laughs> well, because they've got the kids. It's a donation. Doing. Yeah. So, kids, I'm going to start selling keychains and, and making you could, little kids do Paul, it. You could probably have your Girl Scout cookies delivered, but delivered, but um, I guess you don't want to go through the fee and all that. So. <laughs> are you going to just on, drive to their house and pick them up? Are you going to be on the radio? I wouldn't again do that. Yeah, afternoon? I wouldn't either. That sounded bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got too many jokes and we don't have the time. Uh, so tell us when you're going to be on again, gracing us with your. Uh, uh, Tomorrow, same time, same channel. Well, before that, aren't you on more today? Yeah, more today, this afternoon with traffic and sports. Multi-talented. Traffic and sports together. And if I find Thin Mints, I got you covered. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Polly. Thank you. It is uh, 2.38. We got more stuff to do, including conversation with Alex Stone. And we were talking about it every day, and not so much anymore. But at the time, even though it was illegal and something somebody shouldn't have done, we were all mesmerized by how high the guy could jump. And you already know what, what I'm talking about. That guy in court who cleared the bench and uh, tackled the judge. Well, he's back in the courtroom now, hopefully with a higher bench. And uh, he's going for the insanity plea. And pretty good argument with the way he behaved the first time around. But Alex Stone will give us more on that story in a bit. It's 239 Show, welcome back. Uh, new story from the world of music. Kind of weird. Madonna. 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 
has removed an image of Luther Vandross from her tribute performance of the Live to Tell in her celebration tour. Uh, it featured a visual montage of people like Freddie Mercury, Keith Haring, and others that died of AIDS-related complications. Well, Luther's state, as he has since passed, has asked them to remove him from that, and the uh, state representative said this, Luther Vandross passed away in 2005 due to complications from a stroke suffered two years before. Uh, while we appreciate her recognition to people's lives lost to AIDS, he was never diagnosed with AIDS or the HIV virus. What a weird... That's a heck of an oversight. Yeah. To say, oh, you know, AIDS took our... He didn't have it. You know? Um, what a strange thing. And you would think that they wouldn't even have to get involved with legal action if somebody said, hey, Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. 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 This is Luther Vandross's family calling. You got this wrong. I she mean, doesn't seem like the most reasonable person on the planet. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. Uh, Sundance in January is going to get a new documentary, and hopefully we will too, called Luther, Never Too Much. Um, but yeah, I imagine the first time his estate heard about it, they were stunned. And Madonna, do your homework. Do your homework. I don't think she really cares. She doesn't like, or knows. Like yeah. So, celebrity news, which is pretty much your jam, and designer purses, also pretty much your jam. Is it? Thank you. That's one of the nicer things you've ever said. So, explain this to me. There is a Pharrell music, you know, Pharrell. Yes, I'm happy, I'm happy, happy, happy. A Pharrell Louis Vuitton sandwich bag purse. It's made to look like a sandwich bag, and it's $3,000. Jeez. And I looked at it, and I'm like, wow, it looks like a sandwich bag. Now you've just really piqued my interest. So you haven't seen these yet? No. Thirty-one. I figured you had one. $3,130 at Brant's West, if you're looking. Where? But we are ridiculous. At the Brands, I'm sorry, at the Brands West Hollywood pop-up store. And I don't know what the name of the store is. Rip-offs <laughs> is what it's called. What, what, what is your ceiling on a bag, John Carney? Well, I don't sport one. I, I tend to lean towards a clutch purse. For um, you? Yeah. Well, see, I bring in a messenger bag to work every day. It has my headphones and show prep that I can give you guys every day and giveaways that we do and everything. So if you were to invest in something like that, what would your ceiling be? It depends how much I had to haul around. Because if I didn't have to accommodate a lot of stuff. I'm surprised you don't have one. You know what? I carried a briefcase probably till the end of the 90s. And then I didn't anymore. Oh, I still have my dad's briefcase like still like in... Jackpot going to the ballpark mint condition. Yeah, it's tough to put yeah. headphones in a briefcase, though. Yeah, that's true. No, but I, I haven't carried anything like that in a while. Sometimes I wish I did. Hard to keep your pants up when you got keys and a wallet and your phone in there. And it yeah, a man purse. You need a purse. 
I missed the fanny pack. Got to give you that, but I won't. Oh, they're, I won't they're do back. It. Yeah, they're oh, back. I'm so not. what would your ceiling be on that? Would you buy yourself, let's say, a Louis Vuitton fanny pack? Ooh, you would look like a gangster if you did that. I'm pretty gangster. Yeah. I mean, your That's... boys would take that from you. Oh, and yeah. It would be gone. They really would. They, they take would. everything now. I know. I would not you be surprised. You could not have that. But yeah, it's come up in conversation. Dad, can you put some money in my account? Because I want to buy this this shirt online. It's only $200. I'm like, it might be a pretty nice shirt. Show it to me. And it's just got the Louis Vuitton logo on it. That's it. That's it. It's like, you know, that would look good with your Pharrell Williams lunch sack purse. Did you find it? No. I'm still, I, I, now I got distracted looking at other Louis Vuittons. Okay. Well, shop away. I'll talk St. Charles for Okay. A would you? We had the boat show people in here, so you know that's going on. Um, this they do weekend, it Each right? and every year as we speak, uh, St. Charles Convention Center, but other stuff happening out there. St. Patrick's Day Parade, which we've talked about in some detail because it's Julie's favorite parade. Um, let's move ahead a little farther. Come April, April 4th at Scheidinger Center for the Arts, Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Yep, Soup will probably be back in our studio again. Always fun. Always love them. So you want something to do. You want something to eat. You want something to buy. Pretty much all wrapped up in one area, St. Charles. Go to the website, see what's there, see what works for you. DiscoverStCharles.com. I did so, a deep dive on the Pharrell thing, if you want to know. Give me an update. Okay, there is a Pharrell Williams $1 million Louis Vuitton handbag, if you're interested. And people are criticizing him for this. This is a millionaire speedy bag is what it's called. So it's like the one that looks like a little doctor's bag, that shape. Yeah. But it's made of crocodile leather, and it's sold on a made-to-order basis, and it costs $1 million. Like, I don't know who on the planet would pay $1 million. This from the guy that still wears a scouting hat. <laughs> I don't know. I just, that's crazy. I mean, it's I'm, crazier that we buy them because we do or they wouldn't make them. Well, that's true. I guess you just have to sell one and then you're yeah, one you're and good. done. I mean, because well, they're made to order. I so. doubt they're flying off the shelf. Here's your patch. <laughs> the million dollar Pharrell patch? Yeah, here's your patch. Um, Dr. Phil has a brand new book out, and he's starting his own television network. And uh, we'll catch up to him, talk about both coming up pretty soon. I know you're excited about I love that. him. I and love I, his advice. I, I really like him. And I Well, you know what? He was pretty accurate when he told me I couldn't be helped. Really? Yeah. He said, I couldn't be helped. You'll hear it soon. We'll play it back. Alex Stone's on the phone. Stone on the phone. That Stone queen, on we the We can phone. call the feature. Bore on the floor. Stone on the phone. Hi, I'd Alex. I'd like an open for that now, please. Can you make an open for Stone on the phone? Uh, baby steps, okay? Yeah. I, we just came up with it. But we'll, oh, okay. we'll have something for you. <laughs> so we were all 
appalled yet amazed by the athletic uh, abilities of this defendant who attacked a judge and cleared the bench, which was like five feet tall. And um, he's back, and they're going with the insanity plea. Wouldn't yeah. the act be enough to prove he's out of his mind? Well, what they're claiming is that he's got he's paranoid schizophrenic, and so no, he is, today he, uh, he was in front of a different judge, not Mary Kay Holtis, uh, who he attacked last month. And his attorney is not arguing that he didn't do it. He said, look, the whole world saw what he did, but now they're going to claim that, that he is not guilty by reason of insanity, saying that, uh, that he's been on meds for a very long time and that that day he was not on his uh, medication. You remember that, that he was standing there. It was for a different battery case that he was being sentenced on, and Judge Holtis said, you know, essentially, even though he was pleading for uh, a little bit of a reprieve from her and, hey, don't send me to prison, and she said, no, no, no. You have a history of, uh, of violent acts. You're going to go to prison. That it's time for you to learn. And he had some line about, "Oh no," and uh, censoring it a little bit there. And then ran toward and, and jumped over and, and went. Um, and his attorney is saying that that uh, the the suspect in this, the overridden, that he doesn't remember that moment. That uh, because of his mental illness, he only remembers once he was behind the bench and getting punched by court security and the marshals and then them telling him to, to get up, saying that, that this is a product of the foster care system, why he has mental illness, saying that, uh, that look, yeah, he did it, but they're going to prove that, that he is insane. But they're not saying that he is not competent to stand trial. They say he is perfectly competent to stand trial, that he can assist in his own defense, that he knows what's going on at the trial, that he'll be perfectly fine there as long as he's on his meds. Um, but in that moment, he was insane, and so that, that they believe he like should not be responsible for attacking the judge. Temporarily insane? Is that, I That's mean, a thing. Is it? I think so. Yeah, I mean, they're saying in that moment because he was off of his medication, okay. you know, versus, now, it's, they claim this is a long-term situation he's had, the paranoid schizophrenia, but because he was unmedicated in that moment and he would be at trial, they say that in that moment he didn't know what he was doing, and during the trial he would be, and that he would be competent. Prosecutors said today, all right, so they need about two weeks for a trial, and uh, that was set for the end of April. But, uh, I mean, he's already in prison for a very long time in the other battery case, which then a day later they sentenced him on that, and he came in that time in shackles and a spit hood on and all kinds of things, so he couldn't go anywhere. So he's got a long time in prison on that one. This one could send him to prison for attacking a judge, and they hit him with elder abuse charges because she's over the age of 60. Oh, I bet she loved that. Yeah, a bunch of other things (laughs) that they could send him to prison for even longer. 59 and a half. That's right. I was premature. I would (laughs) bet she wanted to oversee that case, but I would think conflict of interest wouldn't allow it. Yeah, I think as the victim in the case, uh, it was kind of done there. But she did oversee the day after she came right back even though she had been injured in that and still handed down the sentence for the original battery. She didn't hand that off. She, uh, she continued that one on. So he still had to deal with her the very next day when she came in. And, you know, she had bashed her head against the wall when he hit her. And um, they, they had had the fight. She got up and was bloody. And in court documents we got, there was blood all over the bench from all of them who were in this fight. Blood on the bench, the next Lifetime movie. <laughs> Uh, not a Christmas movie. Not no. a homework film. Um, no. Yeah. So, but she uh, she came right back and, and sentenced him and gave him years in prison. I would love to have been in the room. Catch that vibe. 
You know? No, I don't want to catch any of it. No. What else are you? Uh, what else you covering there, Mr. Stone? Uh, what else are we doing today? Wait, I can look back in the uh, scripts from today. Uh, let's see. Uh, voter turnout is so far, at least in California, very low for the mid or for the uh, for primary uh, coming up next week for Super Tuesday. Um, you know, How about, about California it. and the buildings falling down with all the mudslides? Is well, that, there are those, but it stopped is, raining, so we're uh, we're we're kind of okay there. Is your mansion? Yeah, we had a lot of rain. All, it was kind of sprinkling today, but generally, it's it's the the main rain has stopped. There's going to be a ton of snow up in the mountains, like Lake Tahoe and uh, Mammoth. They're looking at 12 feet, 144 inches, beginning tonight, going through Saturday. Wow! Oh, if you're going skiing there, I think that might. If it's not too personal, do you want to make a snowman? <laughs> do you want to build okay, a snowman? Frozen. Whatever. Do you want to build a snowman? There you go. Stone on the phone. Stone on the phone. Another on gem. Phone, phone, phone. 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 Thanks, Alex. Take care. <laughs> Stone on the phone. I think we can, you know, print some shirts and stuff with that. And thank you, Texter. It's a Canadian Mountie hat that Pharrell wears. My bad. But still, a million-dollar handbag? Stop it. Stop it right now. Stop it. Dan Dillon, former TV producer here in town, has put a trivia book out about some stuff in St. Louis. It's very cool. And, of course... Tom O'Keefe, but no jewels. We'll see you on Monday, right? See you Monday. Lots Fan- of stories. Fantastic. Back tomorrow at noon. And for Max and Julie, thanks for listening. Be good to each other. The Big 550 KTRS salutes one of our own, John Carney and his Carney Kids Foundation. For 24 years, John and his incredible team have been changing the lives of children and young adults by helping great charities like Gateway Hemophilia Association, Delta Gamma Center, and St. Louis Crisis Nursery. And a special thank you to you for making Carnival 2024 a huge success. John Carney, you really are a St. Louis treasure, and your family at KTRS is very proud of you.